Hello, I'm Kristen Perisonotto. And I'm Hannah Ferguson, and we're co-founders of Cheek Media Co. This is the Weekly Cheek Podcast. Do you believe there will be a leadership spill before the election? Well, everyone knows he fucking wants a job. He's like Snape wanting the Defence Against the Dark Arts job. <laughs> That's very funny. <laughs> <laughs> and then Bob, oh, wow, wow! Has... <laughs> Before we start this podcast, I would like to acknowledge that we are on stolen land of the Yagra and Turrbil people here in Mianjin or Brisbane, and acknowledge that sovereignty was never ceded. Welcome back to the Weekly Cheek. Welcome. I feel a different vibe today. I do. I, I do too. I think it's because it's we're recording on the day we're releasing, yes. which is a weird kind of pressure. We never do that. Breaking the news. Breaking and by that I mean news. breaking our opinions at and, a relevant time. And it's also 9.25, so if anything happens this afternoon. We've already been up for hours, and you're always up really early, but I'm not. So, like, us starting at 9.25 is, like, absurd. It's crazy. Crazy queen. Haven't, I've only eaten one breakfast. I've eaten zero things. What? Weird. I usually don't eat till lunchtime. <laughs> you know the start. Like yes. I do, but I don't. It still shocks me every time. Yes. Um. So... Peter Dutton. Dutton. What are we going to talk about? What's happened lately? <laughs> so many things. So the Texases. Texases. Um, someone commented. So I read an article for Cheek Media Co. You can check it out on our Instagram about like the people kind of like a retort, I guess, to the people who were like, the texts are not relevant. Why are we talking about the texts? Well, I put up a poll on Sunday asking why people, if people said, no, the texts weren't relevant, why? Mm -hmm. And I think we got at least a hundred people messaging our account about why they believe the texts aren't relevant. And to some extent, I can understand, I can understand why someone would like, and for example, and what we discussed in the article as well was, when initially PVO got up at the National Press Club and, re you know, revealed these texts between a senior cabinet minister and Gladys, mm -hmm. we were both like, oh, that was really nasty. Yeah. And it was, and the first time I watched it, I was like, lol. And then when you came in, you were like, <sighs> I have a confession. <laughs> There's something about it. And I was like, no. And we, it's not that I, I'd feel like, oh, Paul Scott, yeah. but I do, it's, it's one because I don't like Peter Van Onselen. Um, that wasn't I, even a part of it for me. Well, it's. I think for me, it's the way that he delivered it was so nasty. Do you know what was weird? The the thing that he he felt the need to be like, well, speaking of your friend Maurice Payne. Yeah. What about your other friend? Like, it's I, I just, just like just say just say it, bro. I mean, I I think that if you had information like this, it, it is there is value in revealing it, and I think that people who say that these text messages are. are these text messages are a distraction that's not wrong that's not correct mm. because i think that if you're the prime minister of the country and you think a good distraction is getting the <laughs> and a former premier um to call you a horrible horrible man and you know a, a psycho yeah. like, I, that's not a good distraction that is and i i know a lot of people also replied to our story and i i'm not i'm not saying this is wrong i'm just i'm adding my two cents mm -hmm. to the discussion because we get paid the big bucks. Yeah, the big bucks. <laughs> Zero a year. Um, a lot of people came out and said, you know, everyone bitches about colleagues. It's not the same it's thing. It's not the same thing. I'm sorry. It's not. He's the fucking prime minister. Not everyone's colleagues literally affect the entire running of the nation. Also, like, I don't call my colleagues psychos. psychos. No. Especially not in text. No. I, yeah. I just, especially to, like, 
I think that if I was an elected official, a public figure, that I probably would still send messages that would be regrettable if mm-hmm. they were to come out into the public sphere. But I think that at the end of the day, like you need to be hyper aware of what you're saying at all times because you have been elected to this position and that you need to be aware that people will backstab you and bring this shit out all the time. Yeah. And I just think that like if we've got these texts, what else exists? Mm. But also the fact that we've got the Deputy Prime Minister, a former New South Wales Premier, and a former Prime Minister all in one week coming out and saying, echoing the exact same sentiment about the current fucking leader of this country. Mm-hmm. It matters. Yeah. It matters. Two, two former Prime Ministers. It's just that one was in his party, so it's particularly it cutting yes. Colonel Mustard. Colonel Mustard um, in the drawing room. The other thing is, it's just like, for me, and I know, obviously, I get it, PVO did it in that setting to like for effect but i just think that there was just something about watching him have to react to that in real time like films live by like a billion cameras in front of every relevant person from the press i was just like oh i have no time for scott morrison and i think that this stuff is important still but if it was a any labor prime minister i know how i would respond to that and it would be oh Ooh, why did they do that in that way? So it's I, not. It's not even about that. But it's it like is. About what, what I'm saying empathy. is. Uh, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. I'm saying that it, if it was the other side, I would happily admit that I felt bad. Mm. Right. So why can't I do that in this situation? Because why is we it don't. Harder? Because because he's not a figure or a person that we feel we should feel bad for. No. Um. But and I, I. I don't generally. No. But it's just in this moment. Yeah. I felt empathy. I think that maybe like I guess a kind of way to expose the text would be like in a news story online or something i just (laughs) i i don't know why he had that weirdly smug nervous look on his face he did look quite nervous and i thought he was wounded but then i thought he if he is all of the things these people describe him as why should i feel that way because he likely but why should we trust what fucking gladys and like maybe peter dutton have to say I, that's just they're not credible sources yes they me. are gladys is a credible source i trust gladys very jiggly more than i trust scott morrison by far yeah but how but is that a good measure i think she has a much better opinion and her opinion holds a lot more weight in my my eyes than scott mm-hmm. morrison's does yeah i mean i guess i'm trying i'm like in a weird position on this because i do definitely think it's i think what's relevant about it is there's cracks in the party yes and how can we have a government that leads when they can't even and it has work to be so public yeah yeah but in terms of like what she actually said like Sorry, I don't care what Gladys has to say. I find it more relevant that Barnaby called him a liar. No, I think both are relevant because I think that Barnaby's, I mean, while they're a coalition, there is a difference there. He is a nat. Scott is a liberal. Yeah, but I mean, I guess the thing uh, is they always, the nats always try to make sure that people know that they are are different. I mean, to be honest, I just think Barnaby Joyce is a fucking idiot because he sent (laughs) this text like... He, I, my understanding of what his text message was was he texted it to someone to pass on to Brittany Higgins. <laughs> oh my Did you God, know I that? thought he texted Brittany Higgins. No, no, it was let BH know this from Barnaby and then a paragraph oh, that was like Scott is all these things. And I was like, you're a fucking idiot. I don't think he would care if it, got, if it was released though. Well, he clearly... I mean, he offered his resignation to the wrong person. Exactly. Scott, it was just a publicity stunt. Oh, absolutely. But... I mean, and this is the thing, we're getting into the nitty gritty of it all, I think, and what we think about these individual things. But I think the reason that we give a shit about this and are adding weight to it is because at the end of the day, it's a lot of people 
who know this this man very personally in mm-hmm. a work sense, but have known him for a long, long time. Yeah. He is leader of the country and they are in prominent positions as other leaders or former leaders of the country. Yeah. So like their interactions are important and their opinion holds weight regardless. So I think that to say it's a distraction or it's just like what colleagues talk about, you know, I, I think that's bullshit. I think I it's agree. so important. It might not be the best news story of the week, but it's still something we should be paying attention to. The thing for me is I don't care about what the texts contain. Like there have already been enough people who have come out and told us exactly who Scott Morrison is and anyone who's got their eyes open can see for themselves. Like even people like Malcolm Turnbull has been saying this stuff for ages and he, in my opinion, is a credible source. Like you could argue that, oh, well, he's just scorned by the Liberal Party, blah, blah, but it's, so I don't care what they call him. I do care. I think that what Barnaby said matters, particularly because it, to me, it indicates that Scott and Barnaby had knowledge of what happened to her. Interesting. But I thought they already, I thought that was already like, no, somewhat no. confirmed allegedly. It, it, this is what I mean though. And yeah. I think that this adds to the pile of evidence. Yeah. I, I guess I just didn't have any questions. Barnaby saying that allegedly. this man like earnestly like collects lies and turns them into like his own truth sort of thing is such a specific reference. And if Barnaby communicated this, like I think there's an indicator that he knew or Scott knew. And mm-hmm. while that's not hundred percent confirmed and I am also alleging things here, those texts indicate part of the bigger picture in terms of a timeline that happened and real lies that Scott Morrison put forward to this country, basically when Me Too is breaking. Yeah. Here. Like, I think that's crucial. I think, and, and, and while, I, again, I say I value Gladys' opinion, hers is more like, oh, he's so awful, right? Whereas yeah, I think Barnaby adds to, it yeah. corroborates something more, I think. Yeah, no, you're probably right. I guess I just didn't have any doubts before that. No, so I for me, it wasn't that, like, and relevant. I actually think that people aren't taking that away from the Barnaby texts. <laughs> I think it's important that we do look at that aspect because mm-hmm. it looks like an admission or corroboration of something. Yeah. Um, fishy going on um and it doesn't confirm it necessarily but i think it adds to the pile of evidence and i think that that's important and it might turn a few heads for that reason and that's important yeah Yeah. well i hope it does all right so dutton Dutton. has been accused (laughs) (laughs) by former new south wales uh premier and labor leader bob Bob Carr. carr and he was also the former federal foreign minister that's right. And Josh Frydenberg told him that he was a waste of, said on new, the news that he was a waste of space while in the role. And he said that he was suffering from relevance deprivation syndrome. That is fucking, fucking nasty. Mean. That's nasty yeah. shit, right? Also, I mean, I've gone, I've Bob been like, Carr. I don't get that he's a psycho, but like, that but, is but, me. But Bob Carr, like, I haven't really heard much about him recently. So besides these tweets, I don't really understand where that could come from besides Josh just coming out swinging. Also like Josh Frydenberg, sorry, but you're pretty irrelevant given your role. Yeah. Like he should be like out there. Yeah. Like in my opinion, this is like moving to our next point too fast. Maybe in my opinion, he is the pick for the, if they do. Oh yeah. This is moving. Spill. About 8 PM on Sunday night, Bob Carr has tweeted. Should I read it? Yeah, read Read the tweets. Read the tweets. And he's kept them up too. Yeah. Well, they're up as of Tuesday morning. Yeah. It's been a whole, like, 36 hours since his first tweet. Bold. Okay. So, I just love this. I love how certain he is when Mm -hmm. reading this. So, 
8.06 p.m. on Sunday night. Bob Carr tweets, The minister who shared the text with Van Onselen and gave permission to use it was Peter Dutton. <gasps> Scandal! <laughs> if PM Morrison has one more week in freefall, the prospect of a leadership change pre-election is real. Party rules don't count if most MPs think you will lead them to defeat. Wow, wow! That's not in the tweet. I just did that. Then... Dutton has come back and said that Bob Carr's tweet is baseless, untrue, and should be deleted. Yep. And then Bob, wow, wow, has <laughs> doubled down 7.59 a.m. Monday morning and said only, oh, sorry, but, like, let's just really give this a moment because this is just, like, I tweeted the other day, like, politics is better than reality TV. Why the fuck have we been taught all our lives that this is boring? So true. I read me. this and I scream. Yeah. Right? You announced this to me with glee. With glee. I was like, oh, you've got to hear it. Like, he tweeted this at 8 a.m., which was 31 minutes ago. I was <laughs> breaking news. <laughs> okay. <sighs> Only one way Peter Dutton can win his case. Get another colleague to admit that they were the source for comments about the Prime Minister. If not you, comma, Mr. Dutton, comma, <laughs> which of your colleagues, question mark, until then, who has most to gain from undermining further a flailing PM? Da, da, da. Oh, wow, wow. Chicka, wow, wow, wow. <laughs> that is so excellent, right? It is. And also, like, I mean, I know, like, politicians don't have to be smart, obviously. But I just think that the fact that those tweets have stayed up this far and, like, yeah. imagine all the people he has advising him. Like, I know he's not a current sitting MP, but I, all I of don't know. But imagine all the people who come out of the woodwork and be like, you better fucking delete that unless you have proof. Oh, this is, this is exactly my point too. I'm sorry, but why would you tweet it unless you were rock solid? Exactly. And another journalist has come out and said that Rob Cars told her that he has a rock solid source in the media. And that would lead me to presume the source is Peter Van Onselen. I just don't think he would tell him. Yeah, I don't no, I think true. he would protect his sources. But someone would know. Someone else must have. But my feeling of this is, and I we are not in Canberra in the little bubble, my feeling is that this is probably a very public secret. My feeling is that there'd be hundreds of people in mm -hmm. these political spheres who fucking know. I just have thought. Go this on. This is all alleged, obviously. May what if the source, whoever it might be, went to a different journalist first and they were like, no, and then he went to PVO after Possible. that? Because that's another way to get a rock solid. But I believe that the leak was the texter. Yeah. So you're saying that the leak, so like if it's Dutton, he's gone to someone else first. Yeah. Wouldn't he go to PVO first? Who would Dutton go to? But PVO's trying to be like a bit centrist kind of thing. And I think Dutton at this stage has like not ruled out taking legal action against Bob Carr. Well, Dutton sued, and there's an appeal happening at the moment, Dutton sued a refugee activist over a six-word tweet that was deleted. Yeah. So I, I just, okay. This is, a very, this is a very controversial thing to say. But my view on it is, if Dutton didn't send those texts, he better take legal action. If you sent the text, you would sue immediately. Or you would basically lodge like a cease and desist. Yeah. Right? But Dutton likes to sue people who are like small fish. Because you know how... So, so Shane Bazzi, the refugee activist who got sued, accused Dutton of being a, a rape, rape apologist. apologist. Do you know who else accused him of being a rape apologist? Larissa Waters, the yes. senator. No, but she deleted the tweet too, but he didn't go after her exactly. legally. I think he likes to go after the small fish. So it is there is a chance that he wouldn't actually sue Bob Carr. 
But also, Bobcat obviously has not been intimidated and hasn't deleted the tweets. But I just think that this does so much more damage. This tweet. Not tweeting. No, no, no. The tweet that Bob Carr. Because I think that suing Shane. Is it Shane Bazzi? Yeah. That brought that tweet to the forefront. Yeah. Like, again, small fish. Mm. Bob Carr, that is doing so much damage to Dutton at the moment. That's the thing. But that so, you, so are you saying that the reason, the fact that he's not sued yet indicates that it's true? Yeah, yeah, I agree. I just think that, like, if we're looking at the concept of defamation, which is that someone is, you know, tarnishing your reputation mm-hmm. through something that is untrue. Yeah, that's the thing. <laughs> <laughs> not not an activist who's tweeting like their personal opinion. Yeah, right. And I get rape apologists, oh, bad, right? Yeah. But. I just think that if someone was coming out and saying you're going to try and challenge the prime ministership and you've sent these fuck off texts and leaked them to the press, mm-hmm. and that's the tweet that's basically the talk of the town. Yeah. Why did I just say talk of the town? I guess. I guess because it's a secret, it's a bit harder. I don't know. I don't know much about defamation law. I just think, and I, that's why I kind of like Bob's follow up tweet, which is you know, well if it's not you, who is it? Because the only way you're going to weasel yourself out of this one is by yeah. getting the culprit to confess. Exactly. And basically Dutton's retort has been like, it was a New South Wales person, which uh, I don't think there is was, proof that it was. He was patronising Laura Tingle. She, he was basically like, I know that you understand politics, Laura, so you'd know I'm from Queensland. It's like, we fucking know we live here. We hate it. I'm in his we electorate. physically in Peter Dutton's electorate right, right now. Right now. It's just horrible. <laughs> Every I just minute. walk around the street and I'm like, did you vote for him? Did you vote for him? Also, it's a fucking massive electorate. Anyway, I won't get into the nitty gritty. Okay. But it's very scary times here, Queen. So, do you believe there will be a leadership bill before the election? I really don't know. I think there will. I really, really don't know. Because this might have this might have scared Peter Dutton off if he was the one who tweeted, uh, who sent the text, and if he is planning to call the leadership spill. If am I, am I about to repeat what you just said? Because I was thinking about my point while you were talking. Say it again. <laughs> <laughs> I just said that I don't know if this whole text scandal. Assuming it was Dutton who texted and assuming Dutton is planning to, p- to call a spill, I wonder if that's this has scared him off. No, I think it's Done the opposite. got to be the opposite. I, I think that if you are, if the leak is a senior cabinet minister in the federal government, the only reason for you to leak these texts about Scott Morrison before an election where the Liberals are already looking pretty bad is that you want the job. But he was planning for them to be anonymous. Yeah. I think he was banking on that. But it's still a former Liberal Premier talking about the current Liberal leader at federal level. So, like, why would you do that unless you're trying to undermine him? Like, why why would anyone in the Liberal Party want to undermine him? Yeah, but I don't think he wanted to ever be named as the person who... No, but that's that's aside from the point for me. For me, I think that that might have changed things. Oh, you're saying that because he's going to be named, he won't spill. Yeah, yeah. So what my thought is that he was intending to leak the tech. Okay, allegedly, Bobba, assuming that it's done, pretending it's done. He was like, I'm going to leak these sneaky texts and then I'm going to attack with leadership spill. But then it was like, oh, no, now everyone thinks that I actually sent sent the text and leaked the text. Maybe I won't do that. That's what I think. Well, I think that what his view now might be is that he'll come up against a problem with, like, say, 
say you're done right now and you sent these texts and you know it. Mm-hmm. Wow, wow, I'm scared. <laughs> <laughs> it's just you and PVO and Bob Carr who knows it. Yeah, and the Gladys. rest of the fucking country. <laughs> That's the only thing. I don't see a Gladys and Peter Dutton I do. text chain. Peter Dutton sent a text message calling Samantha Maiden, who's a writer for News Corp, a witch, and he sent it to her. What? <laughs> you know this? No. So he meant to send it to someone, like another oh, another me. minister or journalist, calling her like a witch or like, it was awful, the text. It was just like mean. And then because he was talking about her, he sent it to her because he's a fucking idiot. Oh, my God. That's so sad. Then I wonder if he did it on purpose and then acted like he didn't mean to. <laughs> but, but, but what I mean is like, I don't see the Dutton and Berejiklian in friendship. Here's the thing. I think we'd be very surprised by what goes on in these people's lives. Yeah, great. And I think they all know each other and they all have each other's phone numbers. Mm -hmm. They text journalists, they background against each other. Like, I think we'd be very, like, it would be shocking to know how deep these ties run. These people have all worked together for decades. Mm -hmm. We just don't see Dutton and Gladys, you know, spying in a photo, but, you know, she's gone. I can imagine at least everyone texting her, like, sorry to hear you're allegedly correct. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Oh. Can't say that. <laughs> I've never seen you react to something that I said on the podcast like that. Whoa! I'm just gonna beep it out. Okay, and then, I, then no one will know. You'll never know. They'll be I like, said. "Why did Hannah's face do that?" Okay. <laughs> okay. So, my view on what if you see happen, me on the street, I'll say it to your face. If I'm actually really worried, there's going to be a leadership spill this afternoon before the pod gets released. But mm. besides that, it'll either be this week or next because mm-hmm. it's sitting weeks. I think that's when everyone comes together. Everyone's today's the first, the first day. We're going to look religious discrimination bills going through this afternoon. Mm-hmm. They've we'll had a lovely, peaceful, relaxing two, three months. They're going to have ten sitting days before the election between January and May. They're oh, going to have ten Jesus. potential sitting days. So if he's going to spill it, there's there's a strategy there, right? Yeah, I think. My view is that Dutton is as likely as Scott Morrison to be re-elected at, in May. I, but I'm just betting on it being in Wait, May. Uh, you've I, changed I, your gonna, mind since yesterday. No, no, we'll, we'll get into this. I haven't actually, but I get what you're saying. So you've lied. Fuck's sake. <laughs> my third, my other opinion is Frydenberg, if he was to engage in this spill as well. Mm -hmm. If he won, I think he's the most likely to lead the Liberals to victory. Agree. That's my entire opinion. But apparently his seat is... Up. Questionable? Yeah. If he was leader of the party, I don't think it would be questionable. Do you know that he was... It was his um, electorate where they did those fake um, electoral commission signage? The illegal ones? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Yikes. So, so what happened was um, there was an electorate or uh, that had um, quite a few pockets of ch- um, Chinese communities mm-hmm. um, who they were catering to in quotations. So um, when you go up to the polling booth, there's like everyone's paraphernalia and it's usually in their colors and it has to be authorized by the person in charge. And there is also like signage that's official signage for the electoral commission and it's their colors are white and purple and the liberal party made a signage written in Chinese in white and purple so that it looked like official instructions, but it was actually telling Chinese people like basically instructing them how to vote. And it sounded like this was how you have to vote in order for it to be counted, but it was actually about putting the liberals like first. Yes. 
That was in Frydenberg's seat. Where is his seat? Is he Victoria? <sighs> I don't know. I think so, yeah, because we looked through them. No one cares about him. <laughs> um, but I think that the public find Dutton is perceived as being this sort of different kind of evil. Yeah. I think that Scott is perceived as useless, whereas Dutton is perceived as being, like, bad. Yeah. And I, I think that while... I think that they have to spill it to have a chance. I think that it, it can't get any worse. <sighs> but, but also, you could say the other way around. Like, people are not going to vote them in if there's been instability this close to the election. I know, but I... I think it would be perceived by liberal voters who are on the fence right now as like they're looking for some stability um, um, like um, after this leader that's failed yeah. the party. Yeah. I think it's I, I think that Morrison is so unpopular amongst liberals and lefties alike. I'm just gonna, um, there's a lot of people involved in this. Mm-hmm. I think that even liberal voters can acknowledge Scott is useless. I, I don't think there's many people who apologize for him or excuse yeah. him. I yeah. think most people will say like, oh, I'll still vote. If, if you're voting liberal, I don't know where your head's at, mm-hmm. but I think that a lot of, of <laughs> Get help. normal liberal voters are yeah. switching sides, right? Yes. Yeah. I have to believe that. I mean, I think it's a lot of our parents. Like, um, you know, I'm talking to my mom. She's probably going to vote Labor for the, for the first time since I've been alive. Yeah. Um, you know, that's in my mind, that's where it comes from. I think that if Frydenberg was in the top job, those people might revert. Yeah, maybe. Not my mum, though. Come on, mum. You got this. <laughs> but I think that if Dutton was in power, I, mm. I don't think – especially the quiet women that Scott Morrison looks to for the Liberal vote, Yeah, I don't think that Dutton would send them back to Liberal voting. No. Or, um, but men – See, I don't know the stats on how many men and all these sorts of things. I just think that Australians... Peter Dutton is not more popular than Scott Morrison, but Josh Frydenberg would be. We don't know enough about Josh Frydenberg. That's the thing. He hasn't done anything bad yet. No, he has, and we know that because we report on it. But it's the kind of shit that people don't care about, to be honest. It's because he talks about... Well, the the good thing, the thing that um, Frydenberg has, like, in his court, I guess, is the fact that the Liberals are known for the economy incorrect um and like they're they're selling this like propaganda narrative that they are good for the economy and he is the treasurer yeah so i think that would work in his favor yeah but i just the thing for me is like i can't predict it because they would know they would be weighing up the danger of like looking unstable this far out from the election and doing the whole like clean slate like we've gotten rid of morrison and now we're the new liberal party and we're just going to get rid of all of his failures it's just shocking to me that if scott morrison makes it to this election he'll be the first prime minister (laughs) since john howard to go a full term so sad it's so sad because he's the least deserving of a full term what about abbott Oh, well, well we'll get, get back into this again. I forgot about Abbott, to be honest. <laughs> I actually forgot about Abbott. You forgot about his existence. Yeah, I was just like, Kevin, Julia, Malcolm, they're all right. But the other thing is, speaking of Kevin, is, you know, the, all of, did you see the clips that he, he like, I think he tweeted them and Instagrammed them, probably on Facebook as well, about like the Murdoch media kind of like seeming to be pumping Dutton's tires and yes. getting him ready. yes. There's clearly conversations happening. That's why I'm yes. like, I am certain there will be a spill. Yeah. My issue is how many people would vote in favor of Dutton knowing that Dutton would not be more likely than Scott 
to win the election, but also that it will add because there will be instability. There will be the perception of instability which already exists, mm-hmm. and it will be Dutton. Like those two things might make him worse than Scott. Yeah, because the other thing is like he surely he's not going to call a spill unless he knows he has the vote. He did it last time thinking he had the vote. Yeah, but do you think that maybe none of he... these people they all play their fucking <laughs> cards close to their chest and they might lie to your face and say they'll vote for you and they won't. You can't yeah. trust any of them. And Dutton will be particularly cautious because he has lost before and had this embarrassment. Yeah, that's that's the reason why I think maybe they won't call a spill. You will. I don't know though, but now with the text thing, he'll know that he would lose votes if What's, people think it's him. The thing that's hilarious to me is by the end, like, will this pod will be like one week old and we'll know the outcome really. I know. Uh, I don't know. Who has? I don't know who Morrison has on his side. Alex Hawke. <laughs> Amanda Stoker, but she's. Um, I don't know. I mean, I think he she's in three... his prayer group. Oh, oh, fuck. Someone published a list I saw on Twitter. And she's been praying for a new prime minister while he's been <laughs> praying for <laughs> keeping his job. So we don't know what happens in their prayers. We don't. I, look, I think it's a really, I think we'd be surprised by how much backstabbing goes on internally. Like literally reading Malcolm Turnbull's book, I was like, holy fuck. I wouldn't want to no. work with any of these people. No. Also, do you want to know something awful that I read? So the ABC did this like um, Vox Pops thing. Yes, where it's like, what's one word to describe Scott Morrison? Oh, no, that oh. was Four Corners. That was still the But ABC. I think I do know what you're talking about still. I think I emailed it to you. Um, you did. They did, like, basically, like, work, like, Vox Pops on the street. Like, what do you think? And someone literally said, and this, like, really brought me back down to earth, sadly, was, like, Morrison clearly has religious values and family values. I, it was an older man, wasn't it, that said it? I thought it was, I don't think he was that old. But all of the, no, sorry. He wasn't like 90. He was like 50. I thought he was a younger guy. Anyway. No, I saw a few of them and and too many were sympathizers. Yeah. It shocked me that people could have that view. Yeah, exactly. So we need to say vigilant people. What do these people watch and listen to all day? Sky News. How does the critical thought work? But even Sky News, like the, the guy who asked him about the bread was from Sky. Yeah, it's pretty bad. That is crazy to me. But also... That's them preparing Murder. for a spill. Preparing for well, Dutton. Do, Peter They're Dutton. Blown this case wide couple, open. It was a couple of months ago that Peter Dutton um, gave a speech to the National Press Club. He was the guest speaker. And that speech seemed like preparation for leadership. Really? What yeah. did he talk about? I try to ignore him. Defense. He's a defense minister. He was talking yeah, about. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Because he. That's right. I was wondering why he was talking about aged care, but he wants to get the army in to like, fix aged care. Again, he's doing a lot of media for someone who doesn't want the job. <laughs> I mean, he does what everyone knows. He fucking wants the job. He's like Snape wanting the Defense Against the Dark Arts job. <laughs> That's very funny. <laughs> Turn to page 394. If you didn't find us completely insufferable, come back next Wednesday for a new episode. You can also find us on Instagram at Cheek Media Co. or online at cheekmedia.com.au. Yes. That's the one. That's the one. 